0: Hey there, champ. A friend told me you got a little too high.
1: I'm sorry, pal. This sucks.
0: You may feel like you've gone permanently insane.
1: Or like you're dead.
0: Got Guy sucks, better got a buzz out 25 bucks. Drop 200, I got too much, and I got too fried, I'm sunny side up. Got your dad, don't blow off my ass. Got your mom trying to suck on my nuts. Don't tell me money don't bite happiness when it so happen that money bite drugs. Therefore, by the transit of property. Sh- when I'm fucked up, don't talk to me. I feel like it's a bunch of little bugs on top of me. help me, I can't get them off of me. I can't move, I'm stuck in the sofa. they stuck in a room where the walls get closer. Next time you try fucking me over, I'll put you in the back with a plug being toaster. It's too late, no one can stop me, hey Siri, how do you get rid of a body? Chop it up, do a little bit of karate, I'm doing 90 and it's sitting in a bag riding a shoddy Such a good boy when I was 18, but I smoked alcohol and drank weed And now my brain turned into baked beans, don't be
1: like me, kids I'm fried oh, Hello, what's up, what's up you guys? Fuck dude I always vape, like, I'm like, oh, better get a, va- a vape in right before I fucking have to record. And then I vape so much, I'm like, l- lazy and l- lethargic. I don't know what the f- fuck is wrong with me thinking I'm... I don't know. Maybe it's my massive m- mental disorder. Could be. Anyway, what's up, you guys? M- uh, So, Merry fucking Christmas to everybody out there, yes. I released an episode on Christmas, and... You know, one of the main reasons is because anyone who listened to last week's episode, uh, anyone who survived last week's episode, I would just like to apologize and thank you on self-reflection of, you know, emptying out my pity parade onto your poor defenseless ears. I realized that it was sad and pathetic and embarrassing and kind of Gross! Like, who wants to hear me just fucking... I don't know. But sorry I had to subject you to that. And for a present, a Christmas present to you all, I decided to do an episode that was uh, hopefully much better than the last. So, um, just to recap, I'm feeling a lot better. Uh, I mean, still, whatever. You know, you have... It's just issues you deal with, and they suck, and you deal with, or at least, I don't know, me, I fucking deal with traumatic shit, and I'm kind of used to it. So going through the motions is just kind of necessary, I feel, for dealing with things that are thrust into your life that aren't cool and kind of suck, and I'm at this point where it's like I just have to deal with it, Deal with issues and things that I uh, I don't that don't necessarily make me feel good, but whatever. That's just what the fuck you have to do. I I suppose that's that's what normal responsible people do. I think, and I'm just trying to mirror that. So I've been doing good, but I've been doing <laughs> I've been doing this thing where I I use the holidays as as the scapegoat or an excuse for my for things I do, which is been abusing anything that's socially acceptable. And of course I use the holidays as an excuse. Like, Oh, everyone just eats everything in sight on the holidays and uh, I'm no different. So I've been doing that abusing food, uh, you know, caffeine and nicotine like always. And then, uh, a new thing has been just uh, shit! Binge watching the shittiest c- cable television I've ever, ever seen in my life, and not feeling bad about it whatsoever. I, God, I do the dumbest shit. Like I'll, I'll watch like baking competitions and watch them bake the most delicious meals, and then I'll buy a bunch of shit cookies and eat them, pretending like I'm fucking, like I'm 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 somehow. Indulging on, on the, what is on my TV screen. And getting quite fat. And, uh yeah. And, you know, there's been a lot of other shit movies on. I rediscovered uh, the Rocky series. And, you know what? Rocky's not a bad movie. It's pretty inspiring. I still can't get over his fucking voice. Um, I know that's not just me. But, hey, whatever. You know, Rocky was actually not that bad of a movie. I mean, it's... It sucks in in a good way, kind of, semi-nostalgic, I don't know. So, uh, yeah, I basically had this idea, I've been doing a bunch of things, I've been doing these late night sessions, they might as well be called the late night sessions, to be honest, but I had ideas for really epic parties that I went to in my early days, and started telling some of the, the, the really old school stories, and upon doing that, a bunch of other stories popped in my head. So I just started doing sessions where I just recorded just stories, and it was like, now I have all these stories to add and splice into re- episodes and what have you. So these couple of stories that I recorded, and I'm about to tell, are mm, they're not like like party stories. I'll I'll do that next week or you know for a New Year's episode. But these are more <laughs> stories that involve me ripping off. Um, drug dealers and I mean I've told a couple stories where i gotten ripped off I mean everyone gets ripped off you know but these are some more uh, detailed accounts that I just haven't told or have neglected neglected to tell you know I'm always paranoid about stories to tell on this podcast but I decided to gift those to you and then get started on some other episodes while I figure out my weird fucking life. So, anyway, if anyone's listening, I hope you're having a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays or I hope this time of the year is going good for you. Um, I'm slowly crawling out of the hole I was hiding in for weeks and trying to put myself out there again. So, we'll see how that goes. Uh, so, anyway, I'm almost always pressed for time, especially this time of the year, helping with holiday shit. Oh, Sorry. I have a new, weird uh, thought and feeling about the holidays because this year is just so different from every other year. You know, it's like I have holiday stories that I don't want to get into and record, but they're just kind of scattered. I mean, I've... Shit, I've fucking... There's stories with psycho ex-girlfriends. There's stories of being dope sick. Stories of you know, being st- way too loaded and stories of being in jail, hoping to get out in time for the holidays. I mean, all these crazy stories, but so far the stories I have recorded down are th- these couple that I'm splicing in that are involving, you know, ripping off drug dealers. And yeah, obviously, yeah, not too proud of that. This, you know, was, I don't know. I always tried to be a, Uh, a drug buyer of integrity so obviously you know releasing these stories I don't definitely want to reinforce the fact that I don't uh, condone my actions as a young insane uh, person growing up in this world you know almost going to say child and yeah I'm very childish but you know trying to be more responsible now yeah I mean don't obviously it's for entertainment like purposes but let's face it these are pretty shitty tales that have shitty things I've done so I thought I would gift you with some stories and with that I'm fucking out of here guys yeah I I hope uh, everyone has Merry Christmas and Hanukkah or you know whatever like holiday you're celebrating and uh, with that Yeah, Merry Christmas, guys. I love you. I'll see you next time. Uh, Peace, love, and all the above. to to tell this story for quite some time even though it's a really old story but from how old the story is and how long ago these events took place I'm fairly certain that statute of limitations have passed Um, but let me just throw this out there first I was never really one that was super big on like ripping off uh, drug dealers or, or stealing money or drugs from people. I mean, the thing is, that kind of shit happened all around me from different people ripping off other different people and uh, this and that. So, I mean, I was exposed to it constantly and I've gotten ripped off for drugs. I mean, I'm pretty sure most people out there who were, who've who lived the kind of just decadence of of a maximum drug intake has experience getting, you know, ripped off for money or getting sold fake drugs or, I mean, fuck nowadays it's probably way worse, but, um, you know, that shit went on, but I was never big on like stealing from my connects. I was always big on, uh, Building integrity with them Because I was such a fucking drug addict I was like I had to have good rapport with my drug dealers Like if when I wanted drugs I wanted to make sure You know, they knew I wasn't fucking around I had the money And we'd go and make an exchange And I'd get my drugs And I'd get high I wouldn't have any Any bullshit to worry about, you know So I didn't do this too much uh, But it did happen on a couple occasions On this On this particular occasion, this was way, way long back in the day, but me and a bunch of my high school friends, uh, we were just, we were, had just broken into, you know, selling weed. Um, I mean, way before prop Two Fifteen passed and all that. But so, you know, it sounds pretty extreme, you know, now talking about this nowadays, but back in the day, if you wanted weed, you had to know a guy, or connect or what's known now as plug or whatever the fuck. But basically I would have a little system where I had like three, four connects and I'd buy an eighth or a sack off them, you know, every a little, every now and then. So I knew who was holding the best shit. So I just go off them and it's not like you could choose, Oh, do you want into Sativa. it's like, no, we have one. If you have two choices, that's like, you know, low-grade and high-grade, that's what you get, you know. Um, so, you know, I would we'd go around, and uh, and so we, we were... I was really under, like, at the time, fuck, I was just selling ounces and maybe quarter-pounds, at, yeah, at the very most. I wasn't too crazy with it, so... But we all hung out and congregated at our buddy's house, um, who was, uh, like, a year or two older than us. Like, he had just gotten... he'd been out of high school for a while, Just floating, drifting around, selling us qps of weed (laughs) or fronting us, and we'd go along and sell them. Um, And we'd hang out there because it was was that he was renting out this house, and um, it wasn't too far from the school that we had just graduated from. And uh, uh, I don't know, no parental supervision, smoke all the weed we wanted and get weed, and then wait around people to hit us up on our shit cell phones for weed. And that's what we were really doing. So. At this point, I was really just smoking a shit ton of weed and then dabbling with, you know, the drugs that were hip at the time. I mean, back then it was fuck, you know, various pills like um, Vicodin or Norco's, Loratabs, uh, Valium or the very most like, you know, morphine pill, like, oh, uh, and I would like dabble in coke and ecstasy and, you know, shrooms, stuff like that. But back then it was like so more mild it was like this was like kind of right before the oxy craze hit so basically yeah i'm smoking lots of weed and selling as much as i like, weed as i can to smoke for free because you know i all my profits go to my personal weed smoking <laughs> you know um lifestyle but yeah we hung out this guy james's house now um I don't know how to describe James. He, I, he was kind of what you would, I guess, refer to as a distributor of sorts. So he would front or sell us ounces or QPs for decent prices. And we were selling the lower amounts, grams, eights, half eights and shit quarters at the most and making that profit. And then he's making the profit off us selling us large, slightly larger amounts while he's sitting on pounds of weed. And so, um, He kind of got a big head and, you know, thought, oh, I don't know. He thought highly, a little too highly of himself and pushed his power and weight on us at times where, I don't know, you just are like, this is kind of shit end of the stick or it's shit deal. So a lot of us who were selling or doing all these deals for James and making him money, we had started to feel, I don't know, we had an, uh, a common, you know, I don't know, feeling towards James that we, we didn't respect him as much because of his arrogant attitude, you know? And so, um, uh, I don't know. It, it was very weird. Also, who, James rented out this house with our friend Jeremy, who was cool part of our circle. He was, a, yeah, like, around James days, a year or two older than us, but he was cool. And then Jeremy had a younger sister now um fucking <laughs> basically what had happened is uh jeremy's younger sister had like a crush on me you know the word got around to me and i couldn't do i could never hook up with her I mean, mainly because she looked so much like Jeremy. She was like the female version of my friend Jeremy. So it was like, you know, you're hooking, it would be like, you're, oh, you're hooking up with your friend Jeremy in the female form. And it was just too weird. Like, it was, it's not a turn on for me. So it was like, no offense to them. But, and then, you know, you know how it is back in the day. People just give you shit. Like, oh, so and so likes you. Are you going to hook up with them? Hoo hoo. And make you uncomfortable. And I guess that was happening to me. And I, I had said something like, oh, I'm never going to hook up with her or whatever. And then um, someone re- uh, relays what I had said to her. And she, that was taken offensively because, or, you know, re- you know rejection is a, does not feel too good, but you know, whatever. And uh, she ended up right after dating James. And then I'd be getting flowed weed by James and. He'd have my friend's sister on his arm and like I don't know, like flaunting it in front of me. Like it's like, oh, she's mine now. And I was like, yeah, I didn't want her in the first place. Like she's what the f- this what the fuck it like so weird. But you know, I was young and naive and stoned out of my mind twenty four seven. So I didn't think of it as much as I don't know, as level headed as I am right now. So, 'Cause I was just like, yeah, whatever, give me ounces of weed to sell so I can get free weed. Like I sold and smoked all my weed in like Kenton can County. I just do this transaction, get out of your house. This is awkward and uncomfortable. <laughs> and so um one day I was at a house up the street and around uh around the corner. Now this other house was known uh we called it the Padoof Palace. And I've talked about this place a few times. It was a bunch of people we were, went to high school with and were semi-friends with that were just delving into the tweaker lifestyle much more and more. Uh, it was just it was friends of ours who graduated high school and now they're renting out a house together. And they all party, but they mainly like the fucking scante, like heavy. They smoke p- Pookie's like tough at this place. But they were chill because there was parties over there, and a lot of other people were there who weren't necessarily tweakers, and we get drunk there and cool, you know. And I and also I would sell these people lots and lots of weed, so I made money at that house. Anyway, one day I'm at this Padoof Palace, this tweaker house, and I'm with there with my friend Dylan, and there are these there were these two characters there that uh, got cool with the people at the house and started coming around and, and, uh, being cool with us. And we go and smoke weed together and shit in there. Uh, let's just call them, uh, all right, we'll call them, um, for the sake of this story, we'll call them Shane and Robert. Okay. Now, I knew these two not that well. They had kind of drifted in town, started partying with us. And i they were cool with me because they'd sell me p- p- fucking Vicodins, like, and they'd have them. And so I, w- I buddied up with them pretty well because I had money I'd make from selling weed sometimes and or money from whatever I was doing to make money. And uh, fuck, I love Vicodin. I love opiates. So. <laughs> I mean, I buddied up with them. And then when they, they, you know, hooked me up with Vicodin or kicked me down Vicodin. And I remember once I gave them a ride, we went under a bridge and they were bombing, like throwing out some giant graffiti tag on this wall under a bridge. And that's when we got super cool. And they started building like trust with me. Anyway, they're there at this tweaker shack and I'm there with my friend Dylan And we're rolling up blunts and smoking them, getting really stoned, sitting around in lawn chairs in the goddamn garage, being stoned and really bored. Um, And basically, uh, Shane and Robert had, I don't know, they they wanted to come up on this particular time period, and they wanted to come up on money and drugs and make you know, sell the drugs, if they, if whatever they came up on and they wanted to, I don't know, use the money for some venture we, I, w- I wasn't really aware of this, what they really needed the money for and stuff. All I was aware is they wanted to rip off James uh, for all of the money and weed he was making and that he would just leave around. Like I would be there and people would be snorting Coke and I come over and pick up weed and You know, I do coke with them and they were just be piles of money and piles of weed, like pounds of weed just laying out, not locked up. And they're just getting fucked up. And it's like I myself would have I was thinking like, okay, well, this is uh, this is kind of like sloppy. You know, anyone could see this. If you have all these people coming in and coming out, you're going to get people thinking plotting against you you know and that that was just from what I've witnessed there so if I witnessed that I know other people were over there and saw the same thing or were, who were much more cut through and they are like alright yeah I'm going to rip them off so Shane and Robert had this plan to rip off James but they needed like a plan you know um, and for me I've never really I had no experience with this but they hit me up to be a driver because I was like one of the only people who I'd Not only a car, but insurance and a license and my tags were not expired. You know, it was a safe. I was the safest driver that they could find. And so I look up and before I know it, Dylan's with these two guys and he's got a Crayola crayon and a fucking piece of paper and he's like mapping out and outlining how the house is and where the rooms are, where they're where the, drawing the hallway and we drawing on here where the windows are and how do you get in the house and this and that. And I was just like, Jesus fuck, this is some serious shit. Um, okay. And so basically our plan was, we we're going to eventually get in the car. Uh, they were going to meet up with James and talk about, do some kind of deal. And then, uh, I think James was supposed to leave after that, but they were going to go there and make sure like they were cool with him. And so there we were going to try and strike when they weren't at, when no one was at the house. So they go over there and they talk to James. I guess they were trying to buy and, you know, make it seem like they were going to buy a bunch of weed and blah, blah, blah. Boop, bop, beep. So, uh, they go in, talk to James, and then they leave and they're like, all right, let's go. So I remember what I remember from this event is going around the block like four or five times and we'd go by and we'd drive by his street. He lived on like kind of a dead end street, not as kind of a cul-de-sac, but it went farther back. So um, <laughs> we, we go around the block like five times and we keep driving by this like dead end street. And his car is still there, and we're just like, "Fuck, when he's gonna leave?" And so finally, he, he's fucking the his. We go around the, the block again, and his car is fucking gone. I don't know how he didn't see us. We're so stupid, but his car is gone. And we pull up like and park like a couple houses down, and they sneak in and they're trying to look through the window. This is broad daylight, mind you. Like I don't know how the. I'm sure the neighbors were just like even if they saw something, I think the, all the neighbors hated James. Like we had the most outrageous parties there and the house would be loud and f- breaking shit and people would be fighting and like f- f- fucking, I'm, pr- I'm sure like because of all the traffic at the ha- house, like everyone, all the neighbors that were on there, like hated James, you know? So, uh, Shane and Robert like tiptoe up there and look through the window and James's girlfriend also, um, Jeremy's sister, or the other roommate's sister, is there. I mean, because you know she hangs out with James. A date. And it was so weird. And so she's there doing this and that. And so they get back in the car. And they're like, "Yeah, uh, James's girl's still there. We gotta wait." And so we go around the block again a few more times. And finally, um, she. Because I guess she was getting ready to leave, from what they thought. I mean, they they got spun too. So they're probably just like clairvoyant cause they're so fucking loaded, ready to do this lick or whatever the fuck. But they, uh, we go around the block a few more times. She, she finally takes off. The house is empty. And now me and Dylan are sitting in my car <laughs> waiting for sh- all, you know, AKA Shane and Robert, um, to go in the house. And they, I forget how they, they find a window. That's, uh, it's a window to a room. It's, it's, uh, not James's room, but it's like his roommate Jeremy's room. They open it and they they sneak it through there. They knock over some stuff, but it's funny. It's a, <laughs> they they be sure not they 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 make sure not to rip off any of Jeremy's stuff because everyone respects Jeremy. Um, so they go in and in James's room. Sure enough, there's just piles, mountains of weed, and like pounds of weed just laying there on a the table, and just a pile, a giant pile of cash. Like a giant pile of cash, I'm, and I'm, yeah. There was some coke, I think, there too, and so they're just they have, even though it's like this, you know, in the summer, in the like later afternoon, they have these giant hoodies on with giant pockets, and they're stuffing all this, all these drugs and cash and uh, you know weed and coke into the, these pockets, and trying to get out. So, they they stuff. Every as much shit and, or as like pretty much all of it into their um into their fucking pockets and they jump back over my car and we take off so uh we drive out like out of there and drive across town to this back road and we park and um they're like alright we're taking a look at some of the stuff and they take a look at everything they have and it's I mean I'm not going to like detail what they got, but it was a pretty good hefty chunk of change and, you know, drugs. And so me and Dylan, and honestly, we really didn't do anything. We were just in the car and I drove and he drew a map on a f- fucking piece of paper with a fucking crayon. Um, but they basically are like, all right, so here they hand us like, a f- like some cash each. I'm not going to get into the amount or whatnot. But it was just like, yeah, here's some cash and blah, blah, blah. So um, they, I don't know. It's almost like they wanted to stay there. They stayed out in the woods (laughs) because they were fucking probably twacked out of their mind. And we leave them and then we go about our business, you know. (laughs) And so I avoid James. I think I had some other weed and shit I was selling. But I'm, you know. I was sure that he was going to find out that oh, Brian drove these people and they ripped you off. Cause I mean, obviously someone's gonna go back to the house and see all the and James can get back there. Oh, all, all my money's missing. All my drugs are missing. You know, whatever. But for a week, two and a half, three weeks, I heard nothing, and then. Other people who were older found out who were friends with my sister. <laughs> and these people told her who were friends with James because he was, like, friends with the, some of the older kids, too. And they are also friends with my sister. Uh, people were like, oh, Brian ripped off James. And then th- my sister ends up calling me like, oh, but what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck they're <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about, blah, you know. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm, I'm going to deny such an act. But... Eventually, I mean, you know, James knew who it was and was on the lookout for me and whoever else. Um, Shane and Robert eventually, from what I had heard, took all the cash and drugs and got the fuck out of that town. And they left town for, I don't know, like six months almost or some shit. But James knew it was like me and and Dylan. Now, Dylan had this older brother uh, who was his, his name. Well, his, his name was Mike. We'll call him Mike. Uh, but he, he nicknamed himself Psycho Mike. And this guy, I mean, he was kind of pretty fucking crazy. Um, basically, <laughs> I, don't, I can't believe I'm talking about this shit. But, you know, I have not brought this up. But, yeah, my friend Dylan's older brother, Mike, had a, a later, a few months later... Um, shot someone in the face named his name was Herb, Herb, Herb. <laughs> I guess I was, his, I didn't, might've been his real name, nickname. I don't know. Uh, I wasn't very familiar with, and it was over a girl for fuck's sake, but yeah, shot him in the face at, at one of these parks in Grover beach. Um, and so, which happened like not too long after this, this robbery, but Mike was kind of a guy known not to fuck with. I um, mean, I mean, he fucking socked me in the face once. Like we, we were at uh, one of our, our friend, one of our friend's house. I think it was uh, a, a certain, we knew it a lot of Johns, but this is one of the Johns who, we would like steal Vikes, Vicodins and Valiums from his grandma out of big prescription bottles and sell them to us. And we get fucked up at his house and Mike pulls up and is like, you know, pissed off because Dylan's all fucked up on drugs. And he's like, goes up to John's like, what the fuck did you get? My brother And he's like, trying to punch himself and john's like you know cr- curling up in a ball you like, oh, i didn't give anything and mike would like he walked up to me and he was like he's fucking smacked me one ho- pretty hard and he's like what the fuck do you my brother and i don't know why because i mean i'm not a tough guy but i fucking i just stood there and i was just like oh, i didn't give him shit you know and uh Eventually, surprisingly enough, Mike apologi- apologized to me about that. But I also rolled with uh, my best friend was Donnie, and his uncles were also known not to be fucked with because they're fucking crazy. They, they I mean, they, it, they've told stories about kidnapping people and tying people up and shit, throwing darts at their head. They're fucking nuts, and they had covered in tats, like in and out of jail my whole childhood life. They were, like, shooting up meth. His, one of his uncles was shooting up meth in front of us when we were still in, like, fucking middle school. It was crazy shit. But, um, anyway. So we're, we, we kind of had this... I don't know. I was kind of cocky because I knew people that... Because I was cool with them and hung out with them all the time, people wouldn't fuck with me. But I wasn't expecting people to back me up. So, um for many, for a few weeks nothing happened now uh <laughs> there was also this issue where my friend Vince had ripped off this other person we knew who's like I shit you not I do not even know this person's real name because we knew him from high school he was a he like moved from out of state or something and we called him uh called him Mighty Whitey Tidy or MTW. I don't know why. Well, I know it's because of the uh because the the Bloodhound Bloodhound Gang song. Uh God, what the f- I forget the name. I'll play it right now. A mighty tidy whitey and a smuggling plums. When you wanna come. A mighty tidy whitey and a smuggling plums. When you wanna
0: come. A mighty tidy Whitey.
1: so because of that song we named him mighty tidy whitey and made fun of him i mean he smoked weed and tried to be cool with everybody but we yeah we kind of bullied the shit out of that kid i'm kind of an asshole but i was with my friend vince and before this um incident where we, we robbed james uh vince had sold mighty tidy whitey like uh an eight ball of fake coke. Now, um, what I'm pretty sure he did it was crushed up something like. <laughs> oh god, he crushed up like caffeine pills or like no doze or something like, almost like amphetamine-based pills, but they're just over the counter, so it could have been an amphetamine. Well, like yeah, like caffeine pills. Sold him a whole eight ball, which is pretty large. No, it's not even that he cut the coke with all this bunk shit. There was no coke in the sack. <laughs> so it didn't even taste like coke. And he sold that to him and stole all his money and bought his own eight ball of coke. And we all did it. So uh, this dude, Mighty Tidy Whitey, was pissed at Vince um, for, steal- for stealing from him, selling him fake drugs. And James was, not you know, like James was pissed off at me and Dylan, but... Also me, because we invited robbers into his his you know area. So, so Jesus fuck. So one day, me and Vince are hanging out after all these two jack moves had taken place, but we feel safe. We're not looking over shoulders now. Vince he he ripped off a lot of people in his day, mainly his prime. I've I'm told stories about this some of that shit happening before, but he, he, uh, I mean, I didn't trust him <laughs> Yeah, He ripped off like a few eights of shrooms off me once, but, um, he was, yeah, he was kind of shifty, kind of shady. He would get like, he'd get this one kid we knew, uh, who was trying to sell weed. He'd be like, yeah, smoke us out. And, you know, try and manipulate him be like, to get him to smoke his weed with us. And he'd be like, no, I got to sell it. You know, and he would do shit like, oh, but he'd pretend he called someone and he's like, oh, I know someone who wants weed They're at this hotel. And he'd be like, oh, Yo, you have to wait in the car. He'd make this guy wait. He'd make us drive to this hotel, make him wait in the car. He'd go in the lobby, a bathroom. He'd pinch like a, a nug or two out and then they would give the sack back to our friend would be like, yeah, he doesn't want it. You know, he'd do crazy shit like that. Or he'd, he'd be like, yeah, I want to look at your weed, blah, blah, blah. And he'd, he'd have a little trigger where he'd flick a nug out with his thumb and then, like, it would land by his foot and he'd pick it up, like, five minutes later. Like, geez, you crazy shit. But anyway, I'm hanging out with him. Uh, and we are smoking weed. And for some reason, I don't have my car. It was in the shop or who knows. Maybe around the time I got it. Fucking got it. It's st- one of my tires stabbed by uh, that fucking asshole. Lived in the tree fort, um, and Mason. Fuck that. Fuck that guy. But I'm. We decide to walk to our friend Donnie's house, and Vince lives up uh, above North of Grand Street, which is up on this giant hill mountain thing. So we're walking down what's known as Elm Street, and uh, we're walking down and. We get to Grant, and we cr- we're, we're getting to Grand. We're about to cross and go. we're about to go see Donnie. Well, it, what was funny is we're walking towards uh, the intersection to cross. And we look to our left and, shit you not, in one of the, I don't know, condo driveways or something is mighty, tidy, whitey just standing there with his arms folded and Vince is like... Getting kind of nervous. He's just like, oh shit, that there's fucking MTW, blah, blah, blah. And he like looks at the ground, pretends he doesn't see him. I mean, and mighty tied to he's pissed, you know? Like super pissed. And so I didn't I wasn't scared of him. I was bigger than him. I wasn't I wasn't t- like that tough of a kid, but I just did not like this person. And so I was just like, Well, wow, what do what the fuck you gotta do? Why are you staring? Like, you're gonna do something? Do it. And so we keep walking and he doesn't, he just stands there staring, doesn't say shit. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And so we leave. And so I, from what I think had happened is MTW called up James cause they were good friends. Apparently and James and he tells him, Oh, Vincent fucking Brian are walking down Elm. So James goes and picks him up. And then, uh, they both, James and Mighty Tidy Whitey roll up on us on El- on while well, we're going down Elm, south of Grand, and they're just fucking, like, ye- yelling at us, like, James is like, fuck you, I should get out and fuck you up right now. Blah, blah, blah. And, and <laughs> Mighty Tidy Whitey has this, like, smug look on his face, like he's so hard. He's like, oh, God, what a gangster. And so they're, like, yelling at us, and I'm like, yeah, well, if you're going to do something, then fucking do it already, like, Stop. You're not even getting out of your car. Like I've had my ass beat before to come on, like try it, you know? I mean, and James was pretty bigger than me and he was pretty weird and kind of just, I don't know, psycho. But anyway, he he was just fucking, ugh, I don't know. So um, it, it was weird. And I really and I was just looking at MTW's face with the window down him sh- sitting sh- uh, shotgun and. I just wanted to walk up and just fucking just deck him in the face. Just to see what would happen. Because I'm pretty sure if I did that, they wouldn't have done shit. But who knows? I mean, I was young and stupid. And so we just had words and then um, they peeled out of there and they left. They're like, oh, yeah, when we see you, it's on blah, blah, blah. And we were just like, oh, whatever. And so which was the stupidest shit ever is because after the people found out that James got ripped off, he got robbed, I mean people broke into his house, I guess, but like I said, this is decade over way over a decade ago, statute limitations basically after people found out what had happened and and the and the fact that all of us that were involved didn't get any repercussions. That you know, we didn't get our asses beat or anything. Uh yeah, he got jacked like two or three more times, especially at that house. I mean, it was just a hotbed and it was known for having drugs and getting having drugs trafficked at frequently out of that house. So that's that story. I remember one other time i it was years it was years late after that event and somehow i became cool with james again and we were bu- i was buddy buddy with him and i he had pretty much forgiven me for that shit that i'd done all those years ago it was very stupid of me but i would buy weed off of him and other drugs he, he'd he sold me acid a couple times uh but I remember the years and years later that I saw him, he was in a different apartment. He was living in the garage of this fucking apartment. He had made it into like a bedroom with a couch and shit that a, a bed would fold out of. And he was grown him and the person he was living out of the garage from there. We had a this decked out hydroponic system in one of the bedrooms and they were trying to grow weed. So they didn't want people over, but he could hang out with people in the garage. Um, so he was actually strung out on heroin by this point, but he was still selling drugs and making money. And I went over there one day cause I was going to sell him these giant hydroponic lights or they, they were metal halide bulbs. I know that, but they were like shop lights that were in this car dealership. I worked at, and they were just sitting there forever and just, months and months I I was like man these lights no one's touching them they're sitting on the ground they're probably spares in case one of them one of the actual lights hooked up went out or something but I ripped them off and I was going to sell them to James so he could grow weed with them because they had to have been at least fucking 400 watts to maybe a 1000 watts they're big and bright so I drive over in a fucking borrowed Chevy Tahoe And I got these lights and then James is looking at it and stuff. And he's got another friend, um, this kid I went to high school with. And I was in the fucking Boy Scouts with. His name was Tim. And he was like a year or two younger than me. But, God, he turned into such a tweaker. And he became homeless for quite some time from what I heard. And he was there in James's little garage. Just like a little, just fucking, just being a little tweaker, dude. Just chilling in the corner, just tweaking out on shit. And so he, I'm ready to sell him these lights. And I'm just sitting there like, yeah, I need my, I'm kind of ready. You ready to buy these lights? He was just, yeah, yeah. And so he gets this phone call and he's feuding with some dude. I forget who the fuck it was, but he was like, he's like, what, what? And arguing with him on the phone. He's like, yeah, I'll fuck you up. I'm going to fuck you up. And then he, he tried to say he was going to fuck his mom because he was convinced his mom had a crush on him or something. I don't even fucking know. I was there just to sell fucking stolen merchandise. (laughs) But anyway, so he's like, yeah, you give me a ride to this guy's house. I'm going to fuck him up. And I'm I'm, so, yes, this is what happened. I was still under the impression that James is going to give me money for these grow lights. And so I'm like, all right, can we just finish our business after you put some scare in this kid? James pulls out a gun and brings it with him. Fucking idiot, dude. I can't believe you'd do some stupid shit like that. But yeah, he brings a gun. And uh, so basically, he fucking. Oh, but yeah, there was no bullets. He's like, I'm not going to put. He's like, yeah, but I'm not going to put bullets in it, man. It's not going to be like that. And so my stupid ass believes him. And, you know, granted, there actually were no bullets in the fucking gun, but who. What kind of fucking dumbass was I to even trust that fucking psychopath? So anyway, um, yeah, I give him a ride. Ugh, fucking such an idiot. I give him a fucking ride to this guy's house. This is at night. I'm I have a borrowed Chevy Tahoe. I'm driving for fuck's sake. It's like, dude, I had this is not this car's not registered to my name. This is not good. And so um, we're going and we're at his stupid garage that he lives in is in Grover Beach. Now, um, fuck, he's, his fucking, um, his nemesis that he argued with on the phone is in Oceano. So this is a town that's south of Grover Beach. Now, Grover Beach is ghetto, but there's like a nicer side of Grover Beach and a shittier, more ghetto side of Grover Beach. Like most of the the apartments north of Grand are much less trap houses Usually, usually less tweaker houses, but there were some, I mean, let's not kid ourselves, you know, and then the apartments that were south of ground that were all a lot closer to Oceano were more ghetto. And when they get into Oceano, that's when there's some really much more heavy, like much heavier trap houses and a lot of crazy shit goes on in Oceano, especially at night and the cops roll there and patrol there heavily uh, so my dumbass drives James, uh, from Grover beach to Oceano and little tweaker Tim's in the back of the <laughs> Chevy Tahoe. And, uh, we pull up to this dude's house in Oceano at, and it, yeah, mind you, it's, it's dark. It's, it's gotta be like 10 30, 11 at night. And, uh, James gets out and he walks up and it's like a little fucking screen door and the main door's open with screen doors closing. He goes in there and I see him like knock on the door and open it and like wait for someone to come. And he's arguing with some gentlemen <laughs> and they're yelling at each other. And there's a lot of back and forth talk kind of going on. And I'm sitting in, in this car and just looking at him just like, Oh my God, what the fuck this, what, a, what kind of bullshit have I got myself into? And so I, I, I don't see it because it's so dark, but I hear the guy's like, oh, you're going to fucking pull a gun out on me. You're going to pull a gun out of me. And while this guy has a gun pointed at him, he starts slapping the shit out of James, just slapping the shit out of him. I mean, this guy doesn't know if there's bullets in the gun. I'm pretty sure he probably looked at James like oh, he's not going to use a gun. He's just, it's probably not even a real gun. It was. It was. Uh, so he just starts beating the shit out of James, not beating the brutally beating the shit out of him, but p- getting some good punches in. And James is du- got his is ducking his head, got his arms in the air, which is just opening him up to get fucking lit up more. And I I just see fists hitting him in the face, and so he's, James starts running back to the the fucking car, fucking oh idiot. So he gets into my car, the Chevy Tahoe I had borrowed. And, uh, and so I'm like, all right, and I'm like, all right, let's, uh, I guess you learned your lesson. We better leave. And so I start with the car to leave and the guy's yelling at James through the window. And he's just like, yeah, fuck you. I'll, you know, I'll rabble, rabble, rabble. And then he punches our fucking window. Thank God the window doesn't break, but, uh, he, yeah, fucking, we drive off and the dude's yelling at James and he's got lumps in his face, you know? And we make it back to his garage, little bungalow, not bungalow, but his little garage rendezvous, you know, a little chill spot. And we, get back, we go back there and he's like freaking out, hiding the fucking gun in like the storm drain shit and he's all paranoid. And so I'm like, all right, like, yeah, OK, buy the lights off me or whatever. And I shit you not, he's just like, yeah, yeah, I don't have the money right now. Hit me up next week. I mean, he was fucking getting strung out on heroin. He was dope sick half the time talking about it. And we smoking weed together while he's just sweating and being sick as a dog. This is before I really got deep into the needle. I was still hunting down oxies and snorting as many as I could like a fucking Hoover. But yeah, that's uh that's the story of how I ripped off James and then, almost tried to kill me and never did and then i would saw him later and he was just a pitiful disgrace of a human just not nearly as you know on top of the world as he once was being dope sick and getting his ass beat with an unloaded gun in his hand just like jesus fuck (laughs) squad so I gotta do kind of a a junkie story at least once and this involved my friend Jessica who at the time eh, was just doing a shit ton of drugs I mean like I said no no none of less names and all that but she she would get fucked up I mean I was in drug court with her and uh she like I don't know I she I remember her in the box all the time and doing time she got she got kicked out eventually and when they were arresting her uh, they they thought i guess someone someone in drug court snitched her out and said that she was hiding suboxone under her fingernails and they were searching her hard for that and it's like some cr- crazy shit so she ended up like maxing out in drug court and doing three months and then by the time i graduated and was strung out again uh we reconnected i think uh, we met may- one time we mainly reconnected uh was around my birth, one of my birthdays when I went on my last crazy relapse that led me down to get just oh, be hit really all time lows and uh, that it ended landing me in rehab. But um, <laughs> God, I remember once, she, this is when I was still in drug court and she had already, oh fuck, she had already maxed out. But I was still in drug court, but I'd relapse every now and then, and dry out. So I could pass my drug test And uh, she'd come over to be on the podcast Like early days And she was just like We were talking about drugs And I was like oh yeah And I whip out like a stash of H And fucking God I, had, I whipped out a little like rubber container With H and fucking crystal in it like, yeah, I'm going to do this whenever I get a chance. And she was just like, oh, yeah. And she showed me her fucking shard. Like, like, like oh, yeah, yeah, we, drew, do, we do drugs. We should do drugs together. So she's going to do the podcast. And then literally right before I hit record, she's telling me about, like, our friend Jesse or something. He was all fucked up. He had gone through a breakup, and he was just getting mad, mad fucked up on drugs. He could barely talk. So she went over, and she, he was like, oh, I need, I need a friend right now. And uh, she had went. She's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go see him, and then I'll I'll be back." He never comes over. But throughout the recording, which I haven't even didn't even upload. Fuck. She messaged me like, "Oh, he's got like a shit ton of drugs, like thousands of dollars worth of drugs. What should I do? Should I steal them?" (laughs) And I I remember texting her back or messaging her back like, "No, that's our friend Jesse. You know." don't fucking rip off that shit. You know, like, there's repercussions of ripping off thousands of dollars, of fucking money and drugs off of someone. And I... She was, I was, she was like... But she wanted to know because if she could come right over after she did it. And... <laughs> I mean, that was a bad idea because I, I didn't want any part of that. So I said, no, don't do it. And she ends up doing it and... <laughs> I remember the weeks after Jesse, Jesse and other people are just like looking for her and this, she, this is a girl that's not to be trusted. Uh, she tried to steal my car once. I'll get into that story one time. Who knows? Uh, but I don't know, this story at the time, uh, I was hitting her up and her boyfriend for, for heroin and crystal. Cause I was strung out on goofballs. And uh, at this I had nothing going on except not being sick. And so this was only like a little while, little time after I had fucking relapsed with her after my birthday. And, and, all, and I've told probably told that story, all this crazy shit happens, but you know, I'm strung out. And at the, at the time I have, know I have a, <laughs> I know I have a, sp- a suspended license because motherfucking, <laughs> Ugh, mother... Yeah, I had gotten kicked out of my DUI class for showing up super high on goofballs and, like, like just shaking so bad I couldn't even hold a cup of coffee without spilling it everywhere. So embarrassing. Good God. So I had to, like, re... I had to wait a a certain amount of time period to to re-sign up for that class, and in the time being, my fucking... uh, My driver's license is expired, so I know riding around with her... Is not good because I'll, if I get pulled over, I'll um, <laughs> I'll get busted for not having a goddamn fucking driver's license. And if they search us, oh yeah, surprise, you know we have, or at least she has fucking drugs, and we're super high and strung out on drugs. Um, <laughs> so my genius, I, I ass, comes up with an idea to basically, <laughs> uh. Let her drive my car because her driver's license isn't expired. And so she would do runs and sell heroin out of my car, driving around with me, sitting, you know, shoddy or in the back, driving Mrs. Daisy style. And I would, in return, she would kick me down heroin and, uh, you know, glass and and stay well. So, you know, so I thought, you know, and for the most part, that usually happened. And I would, it would be good and whatnot. But I would, I would or when I had money and I'd score off her, or you know it's just crazy shit would happen. She'd be like living in this ghetto, one of the most ghetto hotels in San Luis Obispo, which is hard to find. And but this is like one right off the, like a freeway on ramp or you know and shit and like, they're just shitty hotels and I would go there and score off her, score heroin and shit off her, and her and her boyfriend would be arguing about everything, <laughs> just crazy shit. I remember once he would like, and they and she would tell me about the gnarly, gnarly fucking fights they would get into. Like, God, I don't even want to get into the details of that because that's fucking ugly. But uh, she fucking, yeah, she would like, I don't know, like, and then I would I would pick her up and we get I get my drugs and we I'd shoot up there, at their shit hotel and we'd leave and, sh- the the boyfriend would uh, this piece of shit dude he. I don't know, I, and I won't name drop and whatnot, but he would like send her like v- texts with like videos of him like he had like cut his cut his wrists or cut himself and it was like bleeding on the floor and send videos of the blood dripping on the floor and just like, Ugh. and the, and she was she was no fucking better like I would hit her up and be like how are you doing and she'd be like strolling out in a car like I'm about to kill myself and she'd text. Pictures of me of like cuts on her arms. I was just like fucking crazy shit. Like, I don't know, intense shit. <laughs> Wait, sometimes like the people in those situations that I have gotten to and plenty of myself, you just need a fucking nap at some point. And um, I'd fucking let her drive my car and she'd drive around uh, mostly north of San Luis Obispo, north of the grade, like Atascadero and Paso. Pick up drugs, sell drugs, and drive around and do whatever she had to fucking her tweaker ass thought she had to do, like buy a million air filters at Walmart or some shit. I don't, you know, she, she weird shit tweakers think up of because they they have to stay productive and always be doing something or the, their fucking brain explodes and uh, whatever. I no judgment for me. I've been there, you know. But yeah, I'm in the car with her and her shit boyfriend. And we're we're in a Tesco and I'm pretty fucking sick. All right, and they had to like rush up there, so I meet up with them, and we go up there, and I'm like, all right, you know, and I said something like, okay, uh, I'm pretty sick. Uh, can you give me some tar so I can get well? Cause, and so, because they parked, and it's like I don't want to get out of the car with them. They're like, yeah, we'll be right back. They get out because they're gonna get out of this parking lot and meet up with someone to either get money or get drugs or some shit that I don't need to be a part of and they would rather not have me a part of because, th- good God knows, I look pretty sh- shot out at the time. I'm pretty dope sick. And so I'm like, yeah, can I get some fucking heroin to get well? And they're like, oh, well, we don't uh, have that much, so I, I'm not sure. Uh, and But they're like, yeah, yeah, we'll be right back, blah, blah, blah. And so I'm like, well, what the fuck? Like, are you serious? Like, I fucking drive to pick you fucking asses up and I'm letting you use my car and gas. And you're, I'm not getting reimbursed. Like, no, fuck that. And I've known you to do shady shit. So I'm not opposed to doing shady shit myself because you've tried to steal from me in the past. So, like, fuck it. And I remember uh, she had left her purse sitting on my front driver's seat and I'm in the back of my own goddamn car just uh, sick and like having a whole hype kit back in my pocket. I'm like, yeah, I want to get well. And so um, I fucking (laughs) I'm looking out the window, which is tinted in the back and I'm like looking for where they are and they're nowhere around close. I don't see them. You know, they've walked a pretty far distance to meet up with whoever they're meeting up with. So I'm I'm thinking, yeah, she stashed her drugs in that purse. So I waited. I know I waited too long. I was thinking about it a little too much. But I was like, dude, I'm getting some shit. I'm getting well. And I open it up. I go through a couple of the little pockets. And then I finally find the pocket that fucking drugs are in. And they're in two perfect baggies, one with heroin in it and one with fucking crystal in it. I mean – slam dunk so but I have the drugs in my hands I can't have her I didn't I couldn't have her walk up and her see me pilfering her some of her drugs so I pinch out a little and then I pinch out some in each bag and uh then you know I'm eyeballing it. I'm like oh I should pinch a little more heroin but then I'm um, I get scared so I I stick it in whatever little dab container I had to hold drugs and then um <laughs> I'm putting the shit back in the bag, and as soon as I'm zipping the fucking, uh, the motherfucking uh, shit closed, I see them walking up towards the car, and they're goddamn close, getting closer. It's like incoming, so I freak out and I throw the shit on the seat, and as soon as she looks up, she sees all right, and the last, like last possible second, like Ferris Bueller like, timing accuracy, if you know what I mean. And uh, I have A fucking mini heart attack I'm like dope sick Trying to steal shit Dope Out of my own car Parked in A random parking lot In Tascadero To get well I was just like Fuck me And so They get in the car And I'm like Hey What's going on And they're like Oh no we're good And so they take off And we go to like I don't know AutoZone to buy Fucking Shit that they Think they need Because they're so high And they go there and then we uh, park around the block and they're doing another drug deal and I'm cooking up their drugs like right in the back. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, I found some cottons and I'm just doing some cotton rinses because I need to get well because I was fe- I'm feeling sick. And, and I, I get fucking loaded. I stole like a, a pretty good chunk off what dope they had. Not ha- don't have enough. Like, get the fuck out of here. You plenty. So. But that shit always happens. You fucking junkie friend, like, oh, yeah, like, do me a favor. And then you want dope in return. And they either give you, like, the tiniest pinch or, like, barely anything. And I was just like, God, fuck you. Like, (laughs) but that's how greedy and selfish we are. But, um, yeah, uh, (laughs) yeah, I got away with it. And I did my shot of drugs and then. I was not only not sick I was pretty high And you know Giggly and happy And making people smile and laugh It was just uh, We drove around While they did their stupid shit And I It was just Blissful Even though I was doing the dumbest shit Like shit that Helping other people with errands Like all day So I can get high And I have to steal drugs To not be sick I mean, once I did that shot, like dealing with their bullshit and errands and re- responsibilities, it was just like, oh, I felt good. It's like, all right, sweet. Um, but it did, yeah, and God, dude, th- and th- that w- those errands and shit like that was fucking, those were adventures in themselves. I remember, I mean, one time where like some girl had hit me up and was like, help me with a flat tire. And I was like, like, what do you want me to do? Like, if you have a flat, just go. I don't know. She's so clueless. Like, she didn't know shit about cars. And so, um, we, I, we, she's in a Tesco Darrow and I'm dope sick. So I don't want to go up there. And I remember Jessica was like, hit me up and we'll drive around and I'll give you some drugs. And I remember uh, I'm like, all right, now I'll get, get the energy to leave. And I go up and I meet up with Jessica. And I was just like, yeah, well, let's make a stop after, you know, we got well. and uh, Or I got well or good enough, you know, whatever. And I, we stopped to see this girl because she's in a Tascadero. And it's like the biggest tweaker apartment I've ever seen. People were like driving out of the fucking parking lot and like taking our picture because they were so paranoid. I was just like, good, what the fuck is your problem? And... Uh, um you know, running into them and trying to explain to her she had put on the wrong tire on her car and it's all fucked up and how clueless she was, or running into like other crazy tweakers that we pick up in my car that, you know, I wouldn't trust for f- the life of me and wouldn't know and just be like so fucking high that I have to keep it together right now because these people. Will steal shit out of my pockets if I take a five second nap or like a two second blackout on fucking benzos or yeah you know, shady ass shit. I, I, I there's times I would literally black out with like a bag of pills in my hand and then I'd come out of the blackout and I'm like where are my pills you know people would just steal them while they're falling out of my hand and do it to help me look for them like shit like that so yeah but anyway I'll see you guys next week I love you peace love all day love so, I feel obligated to say this
0: kids don't do drugs drugs are dangerous the brain can change in ways I can't explain but it feel like I'm stuck in a simulation who said it is for the euthanasia the voice in my head got too persuasive the flu contagious everybody dead Sent a couple rich white dudes in spaceships Ding, ding, time is up The world is ending, the climate sucks I'm high and drunk, driving a cyber truck The AI talking to me like it's trying to fuck, fuck me Such a good boy when I was 18 But I smoked alcohol and drank weed And now my brain turned into baked beans Don't be like me, kids, I'm fried Yo, 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 yo,
1: yo what it is, motherfuckers? Oh, shit here comes Pac-Man. Hey Pac-Man, what's up? Hey you
0: bitches! I'm high on crack! want a free base?
1: No, Pac-Man. Drugs are bad. Nope. Can't help you, May.
0: Pac-